Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be talking about the second-year wide receivers for this season in fantasy football for 2020. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be able to talk about every single second-year wide receiver because that video would take about an hour and a half, and ain't nobody got time for that. So we're going to be talking about a select few players here, and you can leave down below in the comments if you guys would like to learn about any of those other players because I love talking to you guys in the comments. And while you're down there, scroll a little bit up and click that subscribe button because it's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship so without further ado let's get into the real meat of the video second year wide receiver so the first guy to talk about here is decaf metcalf dk metcalf of the seattle seahawks FFPC ADP 57.71. FFPC is high stakes fantasy leagues. ADP is average draft position. So coming off as the 57.71 player off the board. So pretty much the 58th player off the board. So he's a middle round pick or an earlier round middle pick. So Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, like I said, six foot three, 228 pounds out of Ole Miss. Obviously he's a rookie. So he's pretty young, 22 Point six years old. He's not a rookie. He was a rookie last season. So he's in the 99th percentile of the 40-yard dash category, running a 4.33. This guy's absolutely fast as fuck, considering the guy looks like an absolute dump truck. The dude's a goddamn unit. 99th percentile speed score, 97th percentile burst score, 4th percentile agility score, and 91st percentile catch radius. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, how could such a freak athlete, how could a monster athlete have an agility score of 4th percentile when his burst score is 97th, when his speed score is 99th? You want to know why? Because at the combine, this motherfucker couldn't do the three-cone drill. Tom Brady was running faster than him around the three cones. Your grandma would run around faster around those three cones than DK Metcalf could because he just didn't have... At the time, he just didn't know how to run like that. He just couldn't do it. But now, obviously, we see in the end, and in, once he got to the NFL, Pete Carroll was chewing his gum, and it gave him the motivation to figure out how to actually run routes. So he looks much better in the NFL versus college tape at Ole Miss. So talking about DK Metcalf's last season, he had quite the good rookie season in 2019, finishing as the wide receiver number 33, playing in all 16 games. He had 11.6 PPR points per game, ranking 41st at the wide receiver position. He had over 100 targets, not over, actually exactly 100 targets with 6.2 per game, ranking 30th at wide receiver. This is very, very important for younger wide receivers. What this tells me was that Russell Wilson has a whole shit ton of confidence in DK Metcalf to give him 100 targets in his rookie year. To me, that means that number is going to increase in 2020, maybe up 10, 15, or 20 targets in 2020. He saw 58 receptions last season, 3.6 per game, ranking 36th at the wide receiver position. So obviously he wasn't coming down with every ball thrown his way, but that just comes with more time in the NFL and more time getting that chemistry with your quarterback. And obviously the Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, is one of the better ones in the NFL. He had 900 receiving yards, 56.2 per game, ranking 28th at wide receiver, though his numbers in the receiving total touchdowns are very, very high, ranking 13th at wide receiver with seven total tutties, six red zone receptions, 33rd at wide receiver, and 20.30% target share in the Seattle Seahawks offense, ranking 38th at wide receiver. So now I know there's going to be concern with people saying, oh my god, Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, Nick. How can you think DK Metcalf's going to be so good? It's simple. DK Metcalf is actually good. He goes right around in the draft where Tyler Lockett goes. His teammate Tyler Lockett also very safe, and I actually think both these guys could be over a thousand yard wide receivers. Tyler Lockett did end up getting hurt a bit last year, but that doesn't really worry me. DK Metcalf was safe every single game. I think this is a guy who could be one of those guys who scores 15 touchdowns. The guy's a huge body. He's always 
fucking, he's always open in the end zone because his catch radius is so big, and the guy's huge, and he can go up and get the ball, and I think he's going to be key for Pete Carroll's offense in Seattle in 2020. Last year, looking at some other additional stats, his efficiencies, 15.5%, or not 15.5%, 15.5 yards per reception, ranking 16th at the wide receiver position, so he was make, get, making yards after the catch after he got the ball because he only got 9 yards per target, ranking 29th at wide receiver, so the guy was taken off with the ball, obviously a huge plus with playing with Russell Wilson. He had an 82% catchable target rate, ranked 24th at wide receiver. That's something very good for the quarterback position and should be the normal for DK Metcalf since Russell Wilson is so good. And he ranked 14th with contested catch rate with a 47.60%. Since, like I said, this guy's a beast. He can come down with the ball anywhere on the field. I think we see another great season out of DK Metcalf. In 2020, I really think that this offense, while they are kind of run heavy, is going to be based upon getting guys like DK Metcalf the ball. After having a great rookie season, there's just no way that you cannot see DK Metcalf having a better second year in the NFL. The next guy to talk about here is a guy that I'm actually not as confident in as DK Metcalf, and that is Mr. A.J. Brown going ahead of DK Metcalf's currently in drafts. Tennessee Titan FFPC ADP 43. 21, six foot tall, 230 or 226 pounds out of Old Miss, just like DK Metcalf. Those guys were teammates. DK Metcalf, obviously, everyone's seen the picture. He's the huge jacked guy in that picture. And AJ Brown, equally, not equally as jacked, pretty fucking jacked in that picture. But no one knows or noticed that that was fucking AJ Brown because DK Metcalf just looked like a goddamn monster out there. The guy's a fucking huge ass motherfucker. 23.1 years old for AJ Brown, slightly older. And he ran a 4.49 40 yard dash which is in the 69th percentile, so very nice for A.J. Brown. 90th percentile speed score, 55th percentile burst score, 48th percentile agility score, 64th catch radius, and number one prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Hopefully that was a good uh, Borat impression right there. Probably wasn't, but you know. It's late as I'm recording this, so to me, it was pretty fucking funny. So looking at A.J. Brown's stats from 2019, we actually have to kind of try to understand this because at the beginning of the year, he was playing with Marcus Mariota. Mariota was not very fucking good, if I'm being completely honest with you, last year. Then they bench his ass, say, get the fuck out of here, and Ryan Tanny God comes into this to the games, he comes on for this team, and he saves their ass. But there's also something important to note about the fact that Ryan Tannehill became the starter and that's because Ryan Tannehill was working on the second team in practice. You want to know who else was on the second team? A.J. Brown. So that's why they developed this good connection. Now, I'm not saying that Corey Davis is going to break out because people have thought this for years and the guy ends up being a bum. But it might just be this year where Corey Davis actually is able to figure it out after getting a nice month of training camp with Mr. Corey Davis. So A.J. Brown finishes wide receiver number 21 last year in his rookie year, which is very impressive considering his first couple of games, he really wasn't getting the ball all that much since he was kind of just a guy that was rotating onto the field. He wasn't that mainstay alpha wide receiver that we saw deep down the stretch of the fantasy football season. He averaged 13.6 PPR points per game, but obviously if you're looking at the beginning of the season where he didn't do anything, compared to the end, that obviously lowers his PPR points per game, ranking 30th at wide receiver, 84 targets, 5.2 per game, ranking 47th at wide receiver, 52 receptions, 3.2 per game, 43rd at wide receiver, 1,051 receiving yards, so just like, or not like with DK Metcalf, because DK Metcalf only had 900, AJ Brown eclipsed that 1,000 yard mark. In his rookie season, which is obviously very good, 65.7 per game, 21 at wide receiver, 9 total tutties, ranking 3rd at wide receiver, 5 red zone receptions, ranking 42nd, and 19.50% target share in that Tennessee Titans offense, ranking 41st at wide receiver. 
AJ Brown, just like DK Metcalf, has some very good efficiencies. 20.2 yards per reception, ranking third at wide receiver and 12.5 yards per target. So just like with DK Metcalf, this guy is getting that nice yak. So he had number two at wide receiver in yards per target, a 79.80% catchable target rate. Very good, obviously, because uh, Ryan Tannehill stepped it up 38 at wide receiver and a 30.40% contested catch rate, ranking 29th at wide receiver. So he's not necessarily Randy Moss out there catching everything, but he is playing quite good for a rookie. Now, why am I kind of lower on A.J. Brown than most? It's pretty easy. It's because I don't understand how this team is going to work. We saw during the regular season, they weren't as run heavy. Now, uh, Derrick Henry is getting the ball. He's balling through, guys. He's absolutely fucking them to death. He literally was skull-fucking that defense to death. And then, obviously, not in every game, though, because we saw once they moved to the playoffs, then it's Derrick Henry time. He's running a train like his name was Earl Thomas, and he ran a train on Earl Thomas. He's handing the ball. They're handing the ball off to him. All Ryan Tannehill has to do, get the snap hand it to Derrick Henry, and he runs through the defense. That's all they were doing. But during the season, they weren't as dependent on Derrick Henry. So now what happens during the regular season? Do they try to kind of lessen Derrick Henry's workload at the beginning of the year so that they can absolutely dumpster through the playoffs again? Or are they trying to run the ball more during the regular season? If that is the case, I don't think we see A.J. Green, oh, not A.J. Green, A.J. Brown playing as well this season. And that's why I kind of feel like it's an unknown if he's going to be good or not. So for me, when I don't really have a good read on the player, I typically just avoid them. I wouldn't mind drafting A.J. Brown in maybe one out of eight leagues, but if you're playing in just one league, I wouldn't try to put all of my eggs in the one basket of A.J. Brown. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. So Terry McLaurin, TMC, Dino Mart is the next wide receiver available. FFPC ADP 57.76. So Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. They finally came up with a name, and it's just the football team. I don't know what the fuck Dan Schneider was thinking there. Now, they should have a name maybe by the beginning of the season or in the middle of the season, but they could be the Washington joke of a franchise. That should be their name because that's really what they are, except for Terry McLaurin because this guy's a god-sent fantasy football wide receiver. Six foot tall, 208 pounds out of Ohio State. Obviously, I've talked about Terry McLaurin so much here that we're not going to really go super hard on explaining Terry McLaurin, but Terry McLaurin went to college with his starting NFL quarterback, and those motherfuckers just looked like they had zero chemistry at all. 24.9 years old, 98th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.35, 95th percentile speed score, 77th percentile burst score, 58th percentile agility score, and a 76th percentile catch radius. So wide receiver number 29 last season in 2019, playing in just 14 games, 13.7 PPR points per game, ranking 29th at the wide receiver position. He had 93 total targets, 6.6 per game, ranking 34th at wide receiver, 58 receptions, 4.1 per game, ranking 36th at wide receiver, 919 receiving yards, 65.6 per game, ranking 27th at wide receiver, 7 total tutties, 13th at wide receiver, 8 red zone receptions, 18th at wide receiver, and a 23% target share on that Redskins offense, ranking 22nd at wide receiver. This guy was an alpha fucking wide receiver coming into the NFL. He said, fuck all of you other Washington Redskins players that are no longer the Redskins. You motherfuckers are not going to do anything to me. I'm the alpha of this offense, and that is very impressive to do as a rookie to step in and be that number one guy. So there's no concern for me at all that Terry McLaurin will be facing better corners in 2020. It's just simply not possible. He was playing up against the best corner in every game because he was by far and away the best wide receiver the Washington team had in 2019. So that's not a concern at all, and I really love Terry McLaurin this season.
I believe Dwayne Haskins elevates his game in 2020 to give Terry McLaurin that even bigger boost in 2020. I think Terry McLaurin has a much better season. I see him getting over 1,000 yards, and all of these guys I've talked about thus far have been touchdown monsters. I don't know what it is, what they were feeding these guys before they got into the NFL, but these guys are absolutely beasts in the end zone. Terry McLaurin single-handedly carried the Washington Redskins to any fucking wins they had last season, so I think we see Terry McLaurin look like a beast yet again as clearly the number one wide receiver of the Washington football team. So just looking at his efficiencies, just like all these other guys ultra efficient 15.8 yards per reception 14th at wide receiver 9.9 yards per target 12th at wide receiver 79.60 percent catchable target rate 40th at wide receiver and I expect that to go up this year as Dwayne Haskins improves and a but it isn't even Dwayne Haskins fault necessarily because Terry McLaurin last year played with Colt McCoy at the fucking starting quarterback position did anyone know Colt McCoy was still in the league because you probably assumed he wasn't because the guy was a bust in the draft but he somehow is still getting his pay by the Washington football team 68.40 percent contested catch rate number one at wide receiver so this guy's absolutely mossing people on the field almost a 69 percent contested catch rate so obviously Terry McLaurin the biggest addition to the Washington Redskins is their head coach River Boat Ron he fucking hops on the boat flies his way not flies away he boats his way you know row 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 the boat gently down the stream and he comes all the way to Washington to assert his dominance I think the team plays much better under a great head coach like Ron Rivera and I think that that even further boosts Terry McLaurin because the coaching of the team can make a team play completely better. We saw the Miami Dolphins, my Miami Dolphins last year, one of the worst rosters ever constructed, ever thrown out onto a football field, still wins five games. You want to know why? Because coaching makes teams better, especially if you got a guy like Ron Rivera. Next wide receiver to talk about here is me, Cole Hardman, of the Kansas City Chiefs FFPC ADP 133. This guy is an absolute speedster. This Kansas City offense is all like Lawrence Taylor. They're all on speed. 5'10", 187 pounds out of Georgia, 22.4 years old. Something important to note about the Chiefs, actually, they're one of their offensive linemen opted out of the NFL season. I'm very interested to see how many players are going to end up opting out because if some of these starting guys start to opt out, your fantasy team is going to get dirty-dicked by these guys. 4.33, 40-yard dash, 99th percentile. You probably already knew that. This guy is fast as fuck, like I already said. 75th percentile speed score, 52nd percentile burst score, 75th percentile agility score, 55th percentile catch radius. His burst score should be 100th because this guy, he, he's so fast. Like you, you already know. If you watched any games last year, Tyree Kill and him probably have races all the time, and Tyree Kill's probably just like a millisecond faster than him. That's just how fast this guy really is. So he finished a wide receiver, Question mark, because I clearly didn't look up the stat before I started to fucking record this. Nicole finished as wide receiver number 64 like he was a Nintendo in 2019, playing in all 16 games. Now, none of these stats are going to scream out as good at all. I'm still going to read them, though. 7.1 PPR points per game, ranking 74th at wide receiver, 41 targets, 2.6 per game, 98th at wide receiver, 26 receptions, 1.6 per game, 95th at wide receiver, 538 receiving yards, 33.6 per game, ranking 62nd at wide receiver, 6 total tutties, 22nd at wide receiver, 3 red zone receptions, 73rd at wide receiver, and a measly 7.3% target share on the Kansas City offense, ranking 145th at wide receiver. Sure, that may be a bit scary, but his involvement doesn't really matter all that much, because I just 
just know it's going to go up. And even if he just catches the ball three, four times a game, the guy could take one of those to the house and be an absolute destroyer of the other fantasy team. Scoring 20.7 yards per reception, number one at wide receiver, 13.1 yards per target, number one at wide receiver, because this guy's a beast. He's on the Chiefs. He's going to be open down the field. All you gots to do is throw it to him, Patty Mahomes, and that's why this guy is skyrocketing up the draft board. The hype is all on for Hard Hardman, and you're going to have to hop on the hype train with me because we're taking Hard Hardman straight to the goddamn moon. McCall Hardman this season is going to improve after his rookie season. He's probably going to be the wide receiver, too, on this team, considering Sammy Watkins only appears week one. And during the Super Bowl, by dusting Richard Sherman, I think McCall Hardman really does solidify himself as the wide receiver, too, on the most high-powered offense in the NFL of Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs. So looking at his stats is actually funny because this guy is a firework in your lineup. There's going to be weeks where he takes a dump straight on your chest, and there's going to be other weeks where he's taking that dump, the same dump, and transferring it from your chest straight onto your opponent's chest, but I think he's going to be a little bit more consistent this year. So week one, he's getting guarded by A.J. Bouye of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely locked down, 0.0 fancy points, scored an absolute goose egg, but he only ran 19 routes. Then the next week, 16.1 points per game, or points for that game against Oakland, ranking 25th of wide receiver. Then he's the 19th best wide receiver, and then right when everyone's getting high, they're riding high on the B. Cole hard man train he dicks them down 108th best wide receiver then he has a better week 31st best wide receiver then 37th 33rd 25th and then he scores you negative points and really screws the pooch ranking as the negative 1.3 ranking 122 at the wide receiver position but then he bounces back and he has the 26th best game and then like you can see this is just a pattern he plays like shit plays like shit does good bad 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 so it's kind of hard to determine where i think mccall hardman's um struggles were if you're looking at it from a broad perspective but if you actually look at it it seems as though if you make the guy run more than like 15 routes he's going to score fantasy points so I think an increased workload for McCole Hardman will obviously increase his fantasy point production in 2020 next wide receiver to talk about a guy I talked about a couple days ago is Mr. Hollywood Brown FFPC ADP 73.84 so going much earlier than Mr. Hardman he's a Baltimore Raven five foot nine I'm the same fucking height as you Hollywood Brown, shout out to you, 166 pounds out of Oklahoma, 23.2 years old, doesn't have any workout metrics because he decided to avoid that combine. So last year, obviously, finished as wide receiver number 46 in 14 games. He didn't have that hot of a season, but that was due to kind of getting hurt and not really having that consistent of games, kind of just like the guy we just talked about, McCall Hartman. 71 targets for Mr. Mecole Hardman, or not Mecole Hardman, Hollywood Brown, 5.1 per game, 59th wide receiver, 46 receptions, 30.3 per game, ranking 54th wide receiver, 584 receiving yards, 56th wide receiver, 9 red zone receptions, 13th wide receiver, 7 total tutties, 13th wide receiver, and 18.9% target share in that Baltimore Ravens offense, ranking 44th at the wide receiver position. So Mecole Hardman, or not Mecole Hardman, Hollywood Brown wasn't necessarily a guy that you really wanted in your lineup, but just like with Hardman, was very, very explosive week one against the Miami Dolphins he absolutely pummeled them he gave them the good old slapperoo front and back forehand backhand forehand backhand like his name was Roger Federer and he absolutely demolished my Miami Dolphins and then the next week he didn't do as hot so if we look at his stats actually he did do just as hot but then he kind of decreased so he's hot he's cold he's in it he's out he's like Amari Cooper except for Amari Cooper is kind of more you can kind of not just kidding because Amari Cooper you can't even fucking tell when that guy's gonna be consistent or not 
Hollywood Brown literally fucked the Miami Dolphins so hard that they probably ended up on the other tube. We're talking on YouTube. It's probably on the red tube. So 30.7 points against the Miami Dolphins as a rookie, ranked fifth at wide receiver, and they had a good game 22nd, and they scored 6.9 points. Very nice week three against the Kansas City Chiefs, ranking 65th at wide receiver, and then he has a downfall against 60, then 32, and then he does shit again, and then he does good again, and then bad, then good, then bad, 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 good, bad, bad. So he wasn't really that consistent at all, but you got to take it with a grain of salt when these guys are rookies and they're not very consistent. I understand that there is going to be concerns with the Baltimore Ravens. Since they are a very run-heavy team, I think we see them increase their passing volume this year since I think the Tennessee Titans kind of figured out how to stop them, which is just make sure Lamar Jackson can't run, make sure Mark Ingram can't run, and then they are fucked if you make Lamar Jackson throw. But I think Lamar Jackson will increase and become an even better quarterback passing-wise in 2020. I think we see Marquise Brown being a great guy to throw in your flex against these plus matchups playing against bad teams like Arizona or when he's playing Cincinnati and just let him go to work on the other team so I kind of like Hollywood Brown this year next wide receiver here is Darius Slay Queen 10 FFPC ADP 124.66 New York football giant six foot one 190 pounds out of Auburn 5.33 draft pick so kind of a sleeper in the real draft and we played pretty solid last year in his rookie year with Mr. Danny Dimes 23.6 years old 95th percentile 40 yard dash this guy's a burner in the 4.39 40 yard dash with a 75th percentile speed score no first score, 60th percentile Jody score, and a 95th percentile catch radius for Darius Slayton. Now to look at his stats, Darius Slayton finishes wide receiver number 37 in 2019, playing in just 14 games. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, though, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Darius Slayton had 12.1 PPR points per game, ranking 38th at the wide receiver position, 83 targets, 5.9 per game, ranking 48th at wide receiver, 48 receptions, ranking 52nd at wide receiver, 740 receiving yards, 40th at wide receiver, 8 total tutties, 8th at wide receiver, 3 red zone receptions, though, ranking 73rd at wide receiver. So like I said, this guy's a burner. He's catching the ball at, like, the 50-yard line and gushing the defense and taking it to the house. 16.60% target share, ranking 61st. First at wide receiver. So there are some big worries for Darius Slayton. For me, the biggest worry is I'm kind of fading a bit more off of him is because what happens when everyone is healthy? Now, these guys on this offense just can't stay healthy, Evan Ingram specifically, but what happens if Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard are all on the fucking field? At the same time, I think Darius Slayton takes a hit while him and Danny Dimes do have that great down-the-field connection. I'm just not sure it's going to be enough to save his fantasy season, so I'm kind of fading away drifting away wave after wave Michael Jordan fade away on Darius Slayton so Darius Slayton though did have a great season and that is something that you're gonna have to take into account he played good last year so you would hope that Danny Dimes continues to look at him I do think this guy will have those top 10 top 5 weeks that you want out of him but I think he's more of a matchup kind of player rather than a player that I really want to necessarily have as my like wide receiver 3 or flex type of play every single week so 15.4 yards per reception rank 20th at wide receiver he had 8.9 8.9 yards per target, ranking 31st at wide receiver. He had 78.30% catchable target rate, which is going to go up, obviously, as Danny Dimes increases and plays as a better player, ranking 46th at wide receiver, 33.30% contested catch rate, 27th at wide receiver, so he's also good at catching the ball when there's a defender around him which doesn't even really tend to happen all that much for Darius Slayton because normally the defender sees him, the corner's looking at him, and then he's gone. The corner's looking, 
bang, he just runs right past him because Darius Slayton is a speedster, just like the former giant, Lawrence Taylor. That guy loved his speed as well. So Darius Slayton, I think, is going to improve in 2020. I just got to temper everyone's expectation. I kind of hyped him up a little too much that I am a bit more worried because, hey, what happens when all those guys are healthy, like I said? Is he fucked? Maybe. And so I'm not trying to raise him all the way to the roof say holy shit this guy's gonna be amazing at his ceiling when in reality his floor is not too hot since he might be the just the wide receiver three on the team even though he has that potential to be the number one guy for Danny Dimes I'd like to see the reports out of the camp for training camp before I really solidify my thoughts on Darius Slayton final wide receiver of the video is Nikhil Harry wide receiver of the New England Deflatriates FFPC ADP 173.82 so this guy's going undrafted in a lot of leagues and unrightfully so, because him and Cam Newton have been practicing in the offseason, and Nikhil Harry looks to make that big step from his rookie to his sophomore season, mainly because in his rookie season, he got hurt before the season even started in preseason, and then big man Tampa Bay, Tom, didn't want to throw him the ball because they just didn't have the chemistry. He's a New England deflatriate, like I said, seven or six foot two, not seven foot two. He's not Shaquille O'Neal. 228 pounds out of Arizona State, 22.6 years old, so he's probably very good at drinking since he went to to Arizona State, 56 percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.53, 90th percentile speed score, 78th percentile burst score, 38th percentile Jody score, and 81st percentile catch radius. But the most notable thing about him is his draft pick, the 32nd pick of the first round. Bill Belichick didn't find some random lacrosse player to play for his team. He found Nikhil fucking Harry in the first round, and that's why I'm going to believe in him, because he invested so highly in him last season. Obviously, he was got hurt, so he didn't really get the full Nikhil Harry. So his stat were absolutely awful. Wide receiver number one, two, three. As easy as A, B, C. One, two, three. Hopefully YouTube doesn't actually strike me down here for just having such electric vocals on all these songs. I've sung a couple songs here today, so I hope you guys have enjoyed. He finished that high in seven games. Really didn't do shit. 5.6 PPR points per game. He only had 24 targets, 12 receptions, 105 receiving yards, two touchdowns, three red zone receptions, 9.6% target share in that New England Patriots offense. But to note, he did actually not play too well in the yards per target yards per reception his catchable target rate was very high his contested catch rate not very good but with all that said I think he does you just got to throw the stats out the window because it doesn't tell the tale of how good he could have been had he have been healthy to start the season so that him and Tom Brady could have get that connection him practicing with Cam Newton Cam Newton's wearing a stupid fucking hat looking like a paper boy from the 1970s and he will be throwing Nikhil Harry the ball all season long in that new Patriots uniform for Cam Newton. So I think we see an improved version of Nikhil Harry. I really think strictly that I just believe so much in Bill Belichick that the guy's so smart that he wouldn't have drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round if Nikhil Harry isn't just a god. So I think he's going to have a great year in 2020. Definitely a super big steal late in the drafts. Honorable mention player Preston Williams of my Miami Dolphins. I fucking love that guy. I didn't want this video to be three hours long, so I'm not going to talk about him here, but I will be talking about him in another video. So thank you guys all for watching watch this video if at any point you end up enjoying please make sure to click that subscribe button down below make sure to check out my draft guide below also it's 750 a month you're almost into august so you can buy it for just 750 have that draft win your draft dominate your league and laugh all the way to the bank i love each and every single one of you motherfuckers i can't wait to see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater hopefully i didn't go off on too many tangents because i'm recording this late at night it's like two in the morning you guys are seeing this at six in the morning so have a great rest of your guys day i love you all happy weekend time let's get fucked up ladies and gentlemen aha uh-huh.